the Connect podcast. And uh, again, it's my real honour to, uh, I was going to say the Managing Director of Hunter Water, but I still am. Got you still are? Four, Currently you are. Four more weeks. You're still doing watery things for Newcastle. All the watery things. We love water. And now you'll be doing it for the entire state. Yeah, so it's uh, came out of the blue. It was a real surprise. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm basically looking after sort of water policy and strategy across the state. Yeah. Come on, a big job. Yeah, it's a big job. Yeah, well, this this week's a good week to start. <laughs> yeah. You've had the, the, the rain and hopefully it continues. We were filming a video in the air an hour ago with the Lord Mayor talking yeah. about why it's important to conserve water and <laughs> we couldn't really hear for the noise of the rain hammering on the roof, so it's kind of interesting. <laughs> oh, isn't that a prophetic thing, hopefully, right? Yeah. Well, Jim, as well as taking on your very significant new role, you also preached on Sunday another marvellous message from Dr. Jim. <laughs> and uh, in this series of vision builders, uh, you brought a great message. And the first passage you looked at uh, was Matthew 7. Yeah. Right? Read that again, because I love the, your English accent <laughs> in the scripture. So Matthew seven twenty four says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. I love it. This is the, so. This is the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. At, at the right, at, I guess you could see at the at the end of his message and yeah. it's uh it's this it, it's it's the jesus conference all all the people have gone up the hill to hear jesus yeah. and they're hearing it says straight after that passage who is this guy yeah like what incredible teaching we've never heard such wise and yeah. persuasive words says he, he spoke as one with authority exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah and so everybody's amazed at just the teaching of jesus yeah. what i find interesting Jim, and you'd hear it in the circles that you're in around the world, but there is so much wisdom yeah. and words spoken in today's world, wouldn't you say? Yeah, totally. I mean, and, and, everywhere. And people are following that. And, and that's what this passage is really trying to say, that, you know, build your house on the thing of substance. Right. Because we get so much hot air or so much of man's wisdom. And, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, what's wisdom to God sounds like foolishness to man and and, right. and vice versa so yeah. man thinks they're hearing wisdom and they're building lives, building futures and, and when the rain comes and the winds blow it could be gone. And there is and, and I mean it is, it's just in your face even yeah. if you're not looking for it, yeah. it's being thrown at you, I mean it used to be you had to go and pick up a newspaper, go down to the local shop pick it up, purchase it, sit down and read it, now it's in your face, I mean yeah. it's, it's right there and so there's so much, we're in this world of information and wisdom and philosophy and it's hard to find truth in the middle of it sometimes i think that's right the other thing is the other thing people build on often is um, either their capability or their money or some practical thing yeah often money but it could be qualifications or you know some kind of gift that i have and, and you can't make that the foundation of your life yeah because you know it says in Timothy 6 that uh, you know do not put your hope in wealth which is so uncertain yeah who knows what's gonna happen to the property market or the stock market or it all changes. whatever 
as uh, we see in day to day, week to week in this world. Yeah. yeah. What, what, talk about that in your connect group. Uh, what what things? It might be you might be able to say personally things that you maybe have lent on or built your life life upon, but it might have even observation. Uh, what what are the voices? What are the things even currently in today's age that are speaking loud in our ears? Uh, it's good to be aware of it, even because those things very quickly and easily can become truth. And uh, so talk about that, and then how where's Jesus in the mix? Where is his teaching in the mix of what you're into? I mean, that, that's why it's so important to have our life based in the Word every day, isn't it? Yep. Wouldn't so, you say, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I work, I live in a world influenced by scientists and engineers and economists and so on. And they're very rational, sensible people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they develop the kind of knowledge that we need to do stuff. But actually, it's the giver of the knowledge that you should really have the faith in rather than the current state of knowledge that we have. Wow. I think that's the, that's the difference between actually building on the rock because that's the only thing that you know is fundamentally absolutely true. Yes. The rest is man's ability to describe what he sees yeah. as opposed to something that's fundamentally unchanging. You're so right. I mean relativism and universalism and all yeah. the isms yeah. are popular in today's world yeah. and we all set our life on some kind of foundation. Yeah. It'll yeah. be some truth, yeah. no matter what it is. And usually when, you, when you're void of any truth in your life, that's when life becomes completely undone. But what, what is your life resting on? Where's Jesus in the mix? And uh, the, the scripture there is obviously saying is that every, every person does build their life. Uh, there's a structure to life, yeah. wouldn't you say? Yeah. There, there is a foundation, and then there's walls that go up, and a roof. And, and the whole bit, and the structure in our life that is needed, every human needs structure. Um, but you've got to have God at the, at the base, right? I think, yeah, every human needs structure, and another way of looking at it is everyone's building something. Yeah. We're all, we're all wow. investing something in something. Yes. From the time that we put, or the focus we put in things, or the money we put into whatever we put it into, mm. we are all continually investing our time, our thoughts, our attention, our money, our affections into something or someone. Mm. And and the key is ensuring that what you're actually investing in and building in uh, is based on that solid foundation. Absolutely. And the and the truth of Jesus is what sets us free. Sure. That's what liberates us to be able to build our life and and to, to prosper. Yeah. to enjoy life, yeah. to enjoy our vocation and uh, the, our purpose, amen. That's brilliant. Then you, you used that beautiful scripture and then you went uh, decades later where the Apostle Paul, uh, who was a great studier of the word, someone that would have known the Bible and the truth, you could say, better than anyone, he kind of challenged a church that, and you talked about the church of yeah. Corinth, so a church that was probably the most difficult church that yeah. Paul had to manage yeah. in a city that was uh, large and was very open to every thought and way, <laughs> wasn't it, Corinth? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what did they used to say about Corinth? It was like uh, it, uh, something, a statement about, it, well, it was almost a, 
a statement of like if if you're living life on the on on the edge, crazy, yeah. then you're you're living like the Corinthians. Yeah. They're they're the wild ones. Yeah. And so Paul had a tough time trying to wrangle them in. Yeah. But then he made this comment, really, that is in line with what you're saying in terms of following the truth, mm. but then applying the truth. Mm. And that was what it was two Corinthians. Two Corinthians. Two Corinthians nine six to twelve. Yeah, go and read that one as well. Because th- there he talks about a principle, and what is that? Well, uh, the principle of sowing sparingly and reaping sparingly, or sowing generously and reaping generously, we talk about that a lot. But yeah. it goes on further to say that he will actually give you more seed than you should be getting. Wow. So your, your amount of seed will grow, and the, the amount of crop you get from each thing you plant will be more than it should have been. And from that crop that you take, the bit of seed you take to give back. You know, your seed keeps growing, your crop keeps growing and I talk about it as the ultimate circular economy. Yes. But it's not just simple linear recycling, it's multiplying up all the time. Wow. So Exponential. So, exponential. So you've yeah. got more seed than you could have imagined mm. and every time you sow that seed you get more crop than you could have imagined, which means you can take more seed to sow, which means you're going to get even more crop and it just keeps multiplying up. Would you say that's the way that you've lived? Oh, it's the way I've tried to live. Yeah. Um, and of course, we all fall over and you know. I mean, because you say you you're wonderfully successful. Oh. Promotions every other week. <laughs> <laughs> Is this something that you've lived your life upon, or? I um, I always remember uh, growing up in a in a in a you know in a state where we didn't have much money uh, and. I remember looking at holiday brochures and uh, tourism brochures as a kid and seeing lovely sandy beaches and the sort of thing that we all take for granted in Australia or New Zealand where I lived before and knowing that we would never be able to afford to go on a holiday like that. We would never be able to have the resources to, to sort of experience much in the world. Wow. And, um, and that was kind of my childhood growing up. And I wasn't driven by I want to have lots of wealth. Yeah. Um, but I was more driven by I want to have amazing experiences. Yeah. I want to experience life um, and life in all its fullness, as it, as it says in the Bible. And I look back on, you know, I've lived in four amazing countries and had just such an amazing set of experiences, some of which break your heart and some of which make you sort of sing for joy. Yeah. Um, but it's the richness of the experience of life, which is so much more important than any amount of money physical uh, practical reward yeah. that rich experience of life that you just think wow there's a creative God that just created me to have a rich involvement in a very rich and varied life it's amazing wow so you grew up not not that well off then yeah my dad was a Baptist minister yeah and there wasn't a lot of money around the home yeah um, and then my parents separated and there was even less money to go around uh, after that um, but you know, I remember, I can remember when I was in my 20s, I had a dog. And I can remember going to the shop and I had a pound coin in my pocket, like two bucks. Yeah. And I'm looking at the dog and I'm looking at a can of dog meat and I'm looking at, uh, you know, I don't know, a loaf of bread or something. And I'm thinking, one of us isn't having dinner tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the end of every month going to the cash machine. Yeah. And, and hoping that there'd be 
five or ten pounds left in the account so that I could buy some food. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, Quite a stark yeah, difference decades yeah. later, right? It's oh, that's right. But, you know, it's about... I think it's about sowing generously and you reap generously. Yeah. And, and as long as when you're reaping generously, you keep sowing back in from that generously as well. Uh, I, don't, I don't think God blesses those who so generously get a harvest and then say it worked that's it <laughs> and done. they run off got my harvest yeah you know, that's not about the life no. that's truly life so uh, being generous on, you know it says you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion isn't that but you awesome. can only have the confidence for that if your life is built on that rock because you know what it's about yeah and you know that you're trusting in that rock I love that because he's never going to let you down so you can afford to keep being generous at the beginning of this series, first message I preached, I talk out of that scripture in Proverbs where it says that, that when you acknowledge the Lord that he makes you pass straight. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And then it's funny how even when you get one win, yeah. <laughs> a breakthrough, yeah. you can kind of go, well, got it. That's right. But the, the scripture there is, well, keep on acknowledging right. God. So there must be an action in our acknowledgement. Right. God, you broke through, so I sow again. Yeah. With the seed that you've been given, yeah. that yeah. has been given to me. And it should it should grow and expand. It should the Christian life in a lot of ways, not just financially, but with the hope and truth that is within us, yeah. should be exponential, yeah. wouldn't you say? Totally. Yeah. We should be making the world different by the way God lives through our lives. So starting with the foundation of truth, totally. but then acting upon it. I mean, yeah. that was the other point you made beautifully that there must be some action. Yeah. Uh, attributed to the truth that yeah. we hold on to. So Jesus says in that uh, passage about on the rock or on the sand. Anyone who hears my words and puts them into practice yeah. is like a man who builds his house on the rock. So just hearing the nice words and having a lovely experience, that's not building your house on a rock. That's just a lovely experience. Yeah. But you've actually got to act on those words. I wonder, having reflected earlier in the month on what God had done, what 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 where is he leading you on to now? Where 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 must you sow next? There's always there's always something else that's ahead of us that 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 seed that has been given to us I believe He wants us to sow into. There's a future. There's a tomorrow. There's a work that God still wants to do in our lives. What is that? Maybe you want to spend some time in prayer, even just asking God what what is the seed that you've got been given to me today? Because that's almost a daily thing, isn't it? Hmm. Wouldn't you say? Totally. Totally. Seed is given to us every day. There's yeah. a, it's funny, I pray with my boys every day on the way to school. I'm like, well, whatever opportunities yeah. are before them, there are opportunities today. Yeah. But we must sow into them. That's right. Yeah. This is beautiful. I hope you've had a great time with us and uh, have a great night at Connect Group. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jim. Thank you.